Well, friends, this is probably not how you expected to be receiving God's word this week. And I can assure you that this wasn't how I planned to deliver a sermon either. But if you joined us at Princeton Church last Sunday, perhaps you remember one of the questions that Pastor Steve left with us. Are we blinded by our commitment to rules and regulations and therefore unable to see God's healing and restorative work, which must be done? Clearly, it is a good thing that we typically gather together on Sundays as God's people, as the church within a church building. But it is also good in this moment that we recognize the role we as a church play in participating in the healing and restorative work in our global community in the midst of this pandemic. So I hope it goes without saying that this is not the ideal and also that the leadership at Princeton is committed to working out um, better options for fellowship and for worship while we are socially distancing from each other over the coming weeks. So with that being said, I suspect that we can all agree that it has certainly been a week. We have gone from life as normal to all sorts of chaos. We've seen chaos in all sorts of ways. Fights over toilet paper supplies, children home with four weeks seeming like eternity. We've faced the challenges of making room in our houses and in our lives for college students who need a place to to stay, for desks and computers, for a place to work remote. Perhaps some of us have seen the chaos of of looking at bank accounts, wondering how we'll make it through, or thinking about our jobs and whether we'll still have them next week and next month. The chaos of the stock market perhaps has threatened our retirement savings, our lifestyles. Fear easily takes hold. Fear of financial loss, fear of our health, the health of our loved ones, fear of the unknown, Fear of isolation. Fear of what exactly is going on. If you've joined us at Princeton Church over the past two weeks, you know that we've been working through a series this Lent on the authority of Jesus, looking in the Gospel of Mark. It seems quite fitting that in this week of chaos, we'll be considering the authority of Jesus over nature. Spoiler, Jesus has authority over the coronavirus and over the economy. He's still on the throne. So with that in mind, 
pray with me as we go before the Lord to receive his word. Father, we thank you that even at this time, you speak. We ask that using this unusual format, Lord, you would still show up. Speak through this message, through technology, and into the hearts of everyone who hears your word today. Speak deeply to us, we pray. For we know that we need your word, a word from you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Our text today comes from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. I'll be reading out of the NIV. Mark chapter 4, starting from verse 35. That day when evening came, he, Jesus, said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet! Be still! Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That day when evening came, it had already been an unusual day. If you look back earlier in the chapter, chapter four of the Gospel of Mark, the disciples have been watching and listening as Jesus has spoken story after story and parable after parable to the crowds in the region. In the timeline of Mark's telling, we're still early in Jesus' ministry. And the disciples, along with the crowds and everyone else, are still figuring it out. Who is this? Perhaps you remember last week when we talked about Jesus healed a man's shriveled hand. And he did it on the Sabbath. Before that, when Jesus drove out an evil spirit, and when he was teaching in the synagogues, everyone who heard him recognized that his teaching came with authority. Who is this? 
as darkness comes on this day. The disciples are in the boats with Jesus and they cast off from the shore and head out into the lake. Now keep in mind, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, four of the 12 disciples, these are fishermen. They grew up on the lake. They knew this lake like the back of their hands. And keep in mind too that sudden storms are pretty common on the Sea of Galilee. The lake is surrounded by mountains. So with wind patterns and with the weather that comes over the mountains, it frequently results in these sorts of squalls. But there's no need to fear. We've got four fishermen on board. They're experienced. They've been through storms on the water before. Perhaps the other dis disciples were more accustomed to life on land. Uh, many of us probably grew up taking swimming lessons, but if you've ever met an adult who doesn't know how to swim, you may recognize a, a tendency to not really like riding on boats. Why? Because all around the boat is water. And water, if you don't know what to do with it, water is a powerful force that can threaten human life. There's no doubt that this is the general attitude of most of the other disciples that Jesus has gathered around him. In fact, this is the general attitude and agreement of the surrounding culture overall. Water is a powerful force that threatens human life. It's, it's even typically associated with evil. So let's paint the picture. It's dark. There's water swirling around as the boat reaches the middle of the lake. And then they begin to sense it. The wind picks up. The waves get larger. The wind switches direction and they quickly move to adjust the sails to accommodate. But the waves get bigger and the wind gets stronger and the water, all that water, the waters of chaos splash aboard and threaten their journey of crossing over to the other side. It strikes me that it must have been a sort of perfect storm for these experienced fishermen to think that a carpenter's son would help them keep the boat from going down. Especially such a carpenter's son who could sleep in the midst of it. But there he was, Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat, seemingly oblivious to the chaos and the storm. Could he really be much help? But that's exactly it. The disciples haven't realized that this carpenter's son isn't just a carpenter's son. And he isn't just a quick study of Jewish scriptures. He teaches with authority. He drives out evil spirits. He heals on the Sabbath. And once they wake him up, Jesus shows them again who he truly is. He speaks to the storm and he commands the waters of chaos, quiet. 
and calm follows. Peace replaces chaos. Do you know what the Old Testament says about who commands the seas? The disciples were well-versed in Old Testament scriptures, so they knew. Psalm 89, verses 8 and 9. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. Or Psalm 93, verse 4. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Who is this? The disciples asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. The wind and the waves, the surging sea, the great waters, it is only the Lord himself who rules over them, the covenant God of Israel who commands them. So who is this man? Just moments ago, he was sound asleep during the perfect storm. And now he commands the sea and it obeys him. People of God, Jesus has authority over nature and over all of creation. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. People of God, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the son of the living God. And in Jesus, this man who slept in the back of a boat, in him resides the abundant creative power of God, a power to create order out of the waters of chaos, to bring calm out of the storm, to bring peace, out of our every situation. Jesus was there at the first creation. And in Jesus resides the abundant creative power of God to overcome this creation's bondage to decay. We already know the end of the story. In Revelation 21.1, we read, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And then catch this. And there was no longer any sea. 
there was no longer any sea. Do you remember that powerful force that threatens human life? That evil force and power of darkness? That force has been defeated. The coronavirus will not have any lasting power over us. The economy can threaten us only for a season. This isolation may torment us for a time, but not forever. Because the day is coming when we will hear Jesus say, I am making all things new. Friends, this season of chaos will not last. But while it does, while the storm rages and the waters of chaos seem to threaten to drown you, I encourage all of us to hear Jesus' question to his disciples. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I want to suggest that the perfect storm that night on the Sea of Galilee wasn't really the disciples' main problem. And I say that because of their reaction. Jesus solved that problem for them in a moment. But in verse 41, after the this, this storm has been calmed, it says that they were terrified. They were still afraid. For who is this? They asked. You see, until they had a revelation of Jesus, the Messiah, until they had a revelation of the profound love of a God who would take on human flesh and humble himself even to the point of death on a cross, until they had this revelation, they were still afraid. So people of God, I ask you, why are you so afraid? The coronavirus? Stock market? Your job security? Bored children? These are not the main problem. Or do I have to remind us that just in the past year, as a collective church body, we've encountered all of these things. We've encountered health concerns. We've seen financial troubles. We've wondered about job security. We've been challenged with our children. Yet in all of these things and so much more, God has been faithful. We know who he is. Do we still have no faith?
Join me in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may you grant to each one of us hearing your word a revelation of the deep, deep love of the Father. Because perfect love drives out fear. Grant us a revelation of the authority of Jesus. For he still sits on the throne and creates order out of the waters of chaos. Grant us a revelation of the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. Who calls us and equips us to proclaim the kingdom in a world that still asks, who is this? May we be a light in the darkness for your glory. Amen.